Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i am your host evan goldstein with me as always is the wonderful karen rendazzo you're a wee little puppet man (laughs) and the amazing chris rendazzo i made a felt and my nose comes off (laughs) you got to tie it like that we here on this week's episode talk television this week it was my choice i chose angel season five episode 14 smile time but before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. What shows we should be watching. What shows we should avoid. Just chat with us. Let us know you're out there. So, Chris. Yes. Am I correct in saying that you do not have a, a deep history with Angel? <laughs> no, this was actually quite entertaining because my history with Angel was uh, we were watching all of Buffy and then we started switching between Angel and Buffy and we realized we just didn't have time. So we just finished off Buffy Okay, and figured I'd watch Angel someday, Okay, maybe. Um, so we watched the first, like, I'd say maybe five or six episodes of Angel. Okay. And uh, boy, Angel seems to have done quite a bit for himself since season one, because he's like running this whole agency with a building and demons all over the place. And I remember in the beginning, he was just like working freelance out of his apartment or something. Well, in the beginning, he was like a private investigator. And then he got, I think he made a deal with Wolfram and Hart to like, he was just trying to keep them in line. And then he went all corporate. (laughs) Hmm. He's very yeah, that's right. Wolfram and Hart was. They were like investigating them because they thought they were suspicious or something. They were suspicious. They were a, a, a law firm populated by demons, like demonic <laughs> demons, not lawyer demons. You know what I mean? Good old demonic demons. <laughs> but I don't know what brought me. Like, I was maybe just you know falling down some sort of. Netflix hole or whatnot, and I came upon this episode in particular, and I have seen all of Angel. And okay, so there are two episodes for okay, one for Buffy and one for Angel that I feel are by far the creepiest things seen on television. One the the, the Buffy one was the one where everybody's voice gets stolen. And those dudes, the screamy dudes, are just floating around town. That shit scared the crap out of me. And then this episode, every time a kid passes out, that face that that child has burned onto them is is the stuff of nightmares. Now, this episode is, is softened because Angel does turn into a puppet, I don't know, a quarter of the way through the episode. Which I did not see coming. 
<laughs> and I loved watching him like watch that. I was pretty sure I had this episode figured out. Did you? Uh, yeah. It's like, all right, so they're going to fight some some puppets and that's going to be the gag. That's that's not bad. Wasn't expecting a Puppet Boreanis. <laughs> I can't believe you've never seen Puppet Boreanis. That's so great. I, I remember <laughs> making a comment to you specifically, Karen, that we are going to talk about this. And this was a couple of months ago. And you were like, yay, I love that episode. Yeah, I haven't seen original <clears throat> Recipe Angel in like oh, a long time, maybe since its original run. But this this one clearly obviously made a, an impression. Yeah, the the the, the bad puppets were really creepy just like if you if you didn't even if you just didn't look at and know that they were puppets like the the things coming out in their dialogue was was disturbing like he in the very beginning especially the, the one that kept going <laughs> honk at the very ratio be- horn blower that was that was a great joke yeah, well well done when the the main puppet dude tells little Tommy to to get up and touch it and then yeah. proceeds to be like ah oh, yeah. yeah I'm like and I mean they what? knew exactly what they were doing <laughs> what and clearly there were no sensors at the WB <laughs> at this time they must have taken this week off it was it was ridiculous the the scene in which they are puppet manipulating the human that mm-hmm. was also extremely disturbing i don't remember this show being this disturbing i remember being you know dark and and you know moody but like there was some imagery on the screen that was just fucked up like not right when angel's progress or his progression through the show started to to wane for me when he when he went full wolf wolf ram and heart it was these little i don't know spotlights in the darkness that made me continue watching this show because some of them not for nothing some of these later episodes are are bad just not the best and then you get you get 40 minutes of puppet boreanis (laughs) like it's fantastic stuff like it doesn't further any subplot well there's a lot of romance in this episode i mean yeah there was definitely a you know i don't remember what happens between him and wolf woman um outside of that was funny too (laughs) why won't you talk to me because i'm under my desk (laughs) i mean mean, chris you haven't seen much of this what did what Outside of it surprising you, you know, it making a left when you thought it was going right. How did you feel about the episode? It was all right. It, you know, it struck me as just more of Angel, uh, you know, the Angel that I had been watching before, but in a different setting. I don't know, but it didn't, uh, it didn't offend me. It didn't make me want to go back and watch the whole thing. I think. Uh, oh yeah, I think don't I get it. Don't don't go looking for more of this. The, I, there was only one singular puppet episode. Well, yes, not, not more puppet episodes. I just mean more Angel. And this was not like, as I'm watching this, I'm trying to place it within the series as a whole. And I couldn't, there really wasn't a lot of clues in this episode as to what was going on in the show in this season. I was like, I don't, I don't know anything. Like other than whatever that business was with uh, Gunn 
Yeah, I've heard when, when watching this episode again, I had forgotten he he was like the worst street thug in the beginning of this show, and I forgot he got that yeah, little Mike, implant. Mike Peterson uh, from Agents of Shield. Yeah. Oh, and that other scientist dude was uh, the guy that uh, was smuggling organs in Firefly. Yes. Well, Ooh. you know, never let it be said that Joss Whedon does not take care of his people. It's that is exactly what I was about to. Reiterate because, like, when you look, like, I started to, you know, <laughs> click on the IMDb links for, you know, other cast members and whatnot. Like, every one of them's got another Whedon project in their in their credits somewhere, and it's interesting to see the 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 prog the you know the progression of certain people. Like, what is his name? J. August Richards. You know, Charles mm-hmm. Gunn. Like, he was not the best actor when he was supposed to be a thug on angel and then they made him a lawyer and he and he did pretty well with that like you know spouting off all that legalese and late like you see him in agents of sealed and you're like okay he's 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 doing all right like he's he's not that thug from the streets of angel anymore it's the only person i feel like i've seen lorne somewhere you haven't. I, and I, it's like I look at his credits, there's nothing. But every time I see him, and I, and I feel it's because he's got so much makeup on his face, that I'm like, I, he, he reminds me of someone or I, he, like, I don't know. But he has, he, outside of this, there's no. Yeah, I, I had the same feeling and I did exactly the same thing as you. I looked him up and that's when I remembered that uh, he died a handful of years ago. Oh, did he? Huh. Yeah, he died young and in his 30s from heart failure. Oh, geez. That's a that's a so, shame. Yeah. But in, in this episode, Wesley gets with Winnie, right? Angel gets with Wolf Girl. Uh, Spike gets a new car, so everybody's happy by the end of the episode. <laughs> that that fight between Angel and Spike was well. That was puppet good Angel comedy. and Spike. <laughs> You're a wee puppet. You're a wee puppet man. That, come on. The um, yeah. The what, one of the things I really enjoyed about this was how they kind of made Angel's uh, emotional reactions to everything just over the top ridiculous. Puppet Angel, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of a little bit uh, meta, you know, sort of mocking Angel because you know, I mean, what is he known for really? Being super broody. Yeah, that was that um, was his forte. So this was just like, all right, we're just gonna, you know, accept that and put it out on Front Street. <laughs> I did, I did, as I was, you know, waiting to, to start recording. I, I did, I didn't. <laughs> Puppet Angel, the the dude who who I guess manipulated the Puppet Angel, got a credit, and I, I, you know, out of curiosity, I clicked on the link, and this guy's been puppeteering for a long, long time, and he's been in just about everything that has a puppet in it so they they found the top quality puppeteers for puppet guy for for angel the one episode of angel uh Uh, they they also did a really great job with all the like all the moments of like puppet angel kicking ass were like chef kiss really (laughs) just beautiful there was when he is walking down the hallway and you see his legs 
Yeah. It was a little off. <laughs> it is definitely even, a dude on his that knees. Was, that seemed like it was intentional to me. Of just like, look how awkward this is with him as a puppet. They didn't have to put a full body shot of the puppet in there, but they did it. They chose to. They 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 owned it. It's the the episode itself did highlight everybody everybody's tiny little story, and it was nice because if like I hadn't seen it for a while and I don't remember but it like everybody's character trait got brought up and you you realize oh yeah that's right he did like her and she did like him and he's dealing with this and whatnot and it was all real quick and like it 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 felt like a complete episode that I did not have to watch or rewatch everything again to for to to remind me of what I had seen previously and, and that was nice, you know. I, it it gave me more entertainment than I expected from, you know, a puppet episode of Angel. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was I liked it. I had a good time with it again. So, and Angel's a I for what it is, you know, early two thousands show. If you like Buffy, I mean, it is, it is what it was, and it's. I don't know if does it hold up. Sometimes, I think Maybe. I'd have to see more of it. Um, Fred was getting on my nerves pretty quick, and in a way that I don't remember her having done before. And oh, that was the one. The one sour note for me was Harmony. I was like, oh shit, she's in this. I forgot that. I don't like her. Well, they had to find her. Something. I think I think I remember her being like um, more likable on this show than she was on Buffy. <laughs> that well, yeah, she was a carryover from. She was on Buffy. Who was? Yeah. Who Harmony? was Harmony again? Harmony was she the was secretary. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. She was just like a super bitchy vamp. I think she was like into Spike at one point. That's right. I thought she looked familiar. And what's her name? What? Okay. There was in the very beginning of Angel, and she was in Buffy, the girl that carried over. Cordelia. Cordelia. Okay. What happened yeah, where'd she to go? Cordelia? Do you remember? I do not remember. <laughs> we never saw her again. And we never, yeah. Like I, as I was watching it, I'm like, is she dead? Why, why don't I remember what happened to Cordelia? I remember I that f- there was that Irish guy. Oh, that guy. He I think actually he died too. Yeah, but he he passed in real life. Like that's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, I don't think. She, I don't think. Cordelia, like I don't think the no, actress playing no. Cordelia. No, I know she didn't because I've seen her in other things. But I feel like she was like she came to L.A. because she wanted to make it as an actress, and that's how they eventually wrote her off the show. Is like she got a big part and got to do what she wanted to do. Yeah, I remember back in the the, the early days where he had to travel through the sewers because he still had that problem with light. Right. And like, <laughs> and then the writers were like, "This is super impractical. What can we do here?" <laughs> So they they worked around it. I mean, there's only coming so- from Wikipedia. Cordelia falls into a postnatal coma for the remainder of season four. Following oh, an eleven God. episode absence, Cordelia returns to Angel in season five. In the hundredth episode, you're welcome. Having apparently awoken from her coma, Cordelia reunites with Angel Investigations, who she discovers has taken over Wolferman Hart since their defeat of Jasmine. She chastises Angel for accepting WNH's deal with the devil and reminds him of his true mission and higher calling. 
Together they face and defeat their old enemy, Lindsay McDonald, who has been impersonating Doyle in an attempt to destroy Angel. In the episode's closing moments, Cordelia reiterates to Angel that she loves him and kisses him. Oh boy, I didn't know that was happening. Shortly before he re- receives a phone call reporting that Cordelia died that morning. <coughs> When Angel turns around, Cordelia is gone and is later revealed that this encounter, the powers that be repaying their debt to Cordelia, allowed Cordelia to pass one last vision over to Angel, giving him the knowledge he needs to bring down the Circle of Blackthorn. So yeah, she did. Wow. She did. She come back and she died again. Charisma Carpenter. That's completely wrong about that. Charisma (laughs) Carpenter. I remember she had a weird name. Yep, that's it. I mean... Had a good time with it. Not going to do a rewatch. I may do like, you know, eh, put it on in the background kind of thing. Because I have, I have spent my time. I, I, I've devoted all of the time necessary to appreciate Angel. Ah, memories. All right. If you guys got anything else. Uh, all right. Now. All right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk some news. Stay tuned. If you can believe it, Chris and Matt are still talking about Smash Brothers music. If your taste for Smash Brothers characters runs towards those that are prehistoric, simian, or pink, you're in luck. Your hosts enter this cuteness zone by taking a listen to Smash Brothers tracks connected to the ape responsible for Mario's first appearance in video games, Mario's dino pal, and a big pink blob who knows how to eat and has nothing to do with Mario. Don't miss the Waveback Podcast, Episode 62, Super Smash Brothers, Volume 5, Donkey Kong, Yoshi, Kirby. Trish Reyes' coverage of the latest season of Adventure Brothers is still going strong. The show continues to reach back into its own past to connect dots you didn't even know were there, and this week's revelatory roller coaster and follow-up to a Season 1 episode is no different. You'll need a guide to help you keep it all straight, so why not turn to ours? Check out Spoiler Brothers, Arrears in Science. Summer is almost over, so get it while it's hot. The latest entry in Dan Ryan's summer series, Kung Fu Fridays, pairs a game and a film that are both the best versions of themselves. Find out why the Master System version is the one you want to play, and why the director's cut of this week's movie warrants a closer look at the three-hour-long epic in this week's Kung Fu Fridays, Ninja Gaiden and A Touch of Zen. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. Let's talk some news. First up from Variety, Star Trek Discovery has finally casts its version of Spock. So, Ethan Peck, who I have no idea who that is, um is going to be filling in the the shoes of Leonard Nimoy and Zachary Quinto. I don't I don't know the kid. I I can't I I it's is he emotionless? Do any of you know him? It, no. No, but he's got good genetics. I mean, he's Gregory Peck's grandson, Th- so. That he does have that going for him. Yes. So I it, it's he seems according to the article he seems to be taking the role very seriously. You know, it's it's a legacy and it is it true that Spock is the only one to go through all the generations of, of Star Trek? That's impressive. I believe I, so. Yeah, I feel like that's true. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, if you're listening to this and you don't know who Spock is, wow. Uh, 
<laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Star Trek Discovery. You may not know what Star Trek Discovery is because it's on, you know, CBS All Access, and that's acceptable. I will un- I will understand that one. Um, but apparently, there's going the the USS Discovery is going to have an encounter with the USS Enterprise, and this is like a a prequel to the original Star Trek. So we're gonna get a, a young version of Spock. Fun. Yay. Neat. Neat. Next up. All right. So. Killing Eve returns spring 2019 with three cast additions. Now, I have. I I knew I knew you would be happy about this, Garen. And I I don't know how Chris feels about it. He's probably torn because of his (laughs) unfounded hatred for certain characters or certain certain actresses. Um, I didn't finish out the season, so how I Karen did did you? Oh my god, yes. Okay, I figured as much. Is is it is it is it okay that it's coming back for season two? Is it something? Oh my god, I'm so excited that it's coming back for season two. The way they ended it was like, wait, what? Okay, so it was like a cliffhangery kind of. Yeah, uh, I mean, I won't. I guess I won't spoil you if you think you're gonna it watch it because it it's really um. Well, basically, like Sandra O's character catches up with the serial killer, and they like have a scene together, and then she gets away, and it's just like, what the fuck? Well, it was I, the way that way it was shot and written, and it was amazing. But it was like, wait, what just happened? Why is this over now? I, any more right now? <laughs> Well, all right. So the the spring two thousand nine season is going to bring in Nina Sosanya, Sosanya, Edward Blumel. Is where's the third one? Julian Barrett, I think. Is there we go? Julian Barrett. So Sandra's coming back. uh, Jody and Fiona. So, um, and they had to bring in some more people because a lot of people died in season one. <laughs> Were they killing off too many characters too quickly? Is that is that it? Oh no, not not too quickly. Like it was just a brutal show. Gotcha. Um, I mean, it was a show about a serial killer, and the serial killer really fucking killed some people. <laughs> did, she did her job appropriately. Yeah. Um, and I'm super psyched. To see, I'm always psyched to see Nino Sasanya. Um, they they credit her as like as good omens here, which great i'm glad she's gonna be in that but she's done a shit ton of things including a bunch of doctor who she oh. was um she was martha jones's sister gotcha and she was in torchwood oh okay well there you go there's a bona fides should be good hopefully uh i'll catch up and be able to check it out yes you really should all right i will all right next up from zimbio.com I, I, I think I posted up this one and I and yes, I saw did. it and I was like, it's a, I saw, it's a slideshow of 120-ish slides about cast changes and cast upgrades and, you know. So there's a lot of information, but first and foremost, the first slide is leaving Roseanne Barr from the Roseanne show or the Connors that they're going to call it. And then we proceed, Andrew Lincoln that character's leave there's a lot of changes in tv coming up so check out the like I, there was one in here didn't john barrett character die in the walking dead 
Sure did. Okay, because he said that he's slide number he's three. Coming he's back coming back as the back. Punisher. So. Punisher's going to kill some zombies. <laughs> Shane will either turn up in a series of flashbacks or in another one of Rick's hallucinations. So, yeah. But yeah, check. I didn't make it all the way through this slideshow, but I did note that in joining uh, season two of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, is Zachary that guy Levi? With, that's what oh I was going to finish. <laughs> I was going to finish the, this little snippet up with that because I, I was actually clicking through to see which slide it was, and it's not that far into it. Um, Sorry, I kind of checked out for a second. Did you say Zach Levi is going to be, be in be season on Mrs. two? Maisel. Yeah. Yeah. Shazam? Sh- yes. himself? Shazam himself. Shazam wow. Himself. I also, I can't wait to finish that, that season one of that show. We started watching it after we watched it for the show because I just fell in love. I love it. Yeah, it's a great, sh- it's, it's a great, great show. Um, Karen. You're welcome. What? Thank you. What is, <laughs> have, American Gods, what's yes. going on there? Like they, <laughs> they lost showrunners, actors yeah. are dropping out. I mean, we did we did this on the news a while back, so I can I guess I can understand not remembering it. But basically, uh, the showrunners there was creative differences. The showrunners from season one left. Um, Jillian Anderson left along with them. Uh, okay. And uh, they're replacing her with a. They're pl- replacing her character with a different character. So they're not recasting the same role. Okay. Um, it's 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 kind of uncharted territory for this because um the the show is going beyond the book and i did start i did go back to watch the whole thing but i haven't made it through yet because shit in august is crazy for us right right um but um i am i am gonna keep with it and i am really curious where they're going with this yeah because i recently did a reread of the act of the book and it's i i didn't finish like i fell off the show and i was curious as like how 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 like you got to go into that story with the same creative mind that you finish it because it is a very expansive story Mm-hmm. And to change that midway through, I don't know. About. Does not seem like a great idea. Just so you know, Chris, slide twenty-two of one hundred eighteen is the news that Zachary will be Mrs. Mazeling. <laughs> I, I will take your word for it. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of good information in there. Check that out. Um, next up, where did where did we get this bit of info from? Because I don't know how I felt about it. TVLine.com. <sighs> the new Iron Fist trailer came out. Did um, you watch it, though? I did. Okay. I did. I was very hurt by the first season, though, Karen. So. Oh, well, so was I. I like, <laughs> if, you, if I never saw this trailer and you were just like, oh, uh, Iron Fist season two is coming out, I'd be like, no, thanks. Uh, something along the lines of... <sighs> <laughs> But no, this trailer looked uh, looked all right. I do like the fact that it looks like he knows how to fight now. Yeah, yeah. yeah they okay. they spent some time teaching this teaching the guy how to fight. His and appearance they, they on they generally uh, just sent him to like not sucking camp. Yeah, I mean he was great on that episode of Luke Cage. I was really happy about that. And if he's even slightly like that in this, I mean obviously he seems a bit more serious in this than he did in that uh, those episodes of Luke Cage. But uh, 
Yeah, I'm 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 sold. I'll give it a watch. What I what I do like there was a couple of things that in this you know the trailer that pleased me. One of which was like I said the fact that he knows how to fight. The second one is seeing the the mask. Um, what what sort is yeah, it was a the 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 opening screen. Where it says Iron Fist official trailer. Like I read the article, I was like, and we finally get to see the mask, and the opening screenshot is him with that, you know, that just piece of fabric over his face. I'm like, if they're fucking counting that as the mask, I will be very upset. <laughs> but they don't. He actually dons the top half of his head mask <laughs> thing that Iron Fist uh, fights with for some weird reason. Um, and he does say, "I need your help." As opposed to, I need to do this alone, which was like uttered every 14 seconds in in the first season. So, looks like he was a really. I didn't pick up on that, but you're right, he did. Yeah. (laughs) He really was not a very good character in the first season. (laughs) No, he was not. It was almost as if Netflix was like, eh, nobody really knows what I've, what Iron Fist is. We'll just, you know. Oh, we'll, we'll no, we made a mistake. Find out some stuff. <laughs> Retcon, we got to fix this. Back up, back up. Uh, guess what? Marvel fans noticed. <laughs> yeah, we did. Shocker. So it, it, the, the trailer does make it look very good. But I'm still a little gun shy because of, like, the, it's, it is an uphill battle now. Like, I, I'm hoping that it makes me forget season one. <laughs> well, what do you mean makes you? Do you remember season one? Because I, I sure as hell don't. I, I do. I just remember the feeling. <laughs> the it's more sorrow. Of a yeah, I, yeah, I remember thing. the yeah. I remember the feeling. I remember there was, you know, Claire and a sword and Ugh. Colleen was awesome. I Colleen was that. awesome. I did really. You know what? That's the, there. There are things I'm remembering positively about season one. I really liked that gauntlet sequence where. Um, was that old lady was just like, and you're going to come to this warehouse and you're just going to fight a bunch of dudes. It's basically going to be like Kung Fu for NES, except the... <laughs> <laughs> it would have been great if it had the music playing in the background. Oh my God, I need to do that. Yeah. I need and, to download that scene and do that. And you have to find the sound effect for the... the <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> that oh, one. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I was just playing that game like yesterday. Awesome. All right. Well, like I said, it looks good. Check it out. Let's move on to the next one. Now, Karen. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. I feel like, is there another link in this that I did not read? Because you say. <clears throat> oh, yes. There's a catch to this, which I will explain on the show. Um, yeah. Neil Gaiman wants to write for Jodie Whittaker in Doctor Who. That's it. That's like, I've just explained the article. He has Pretty written, much. He has written for a couple of episodes, too, I think it said. Um, and he wants to write again. And as I read it, it didn't seem he wants to write specifically for Jody. It's like, I just want to write for Doctor Who again. It would be great if it's for Jody, but maybe it'll be her predecessor or whatever. He wa- uh, Yeah. So what happened with this is he was interviewed at some event or something. And somebody asked him about Doctor Who. And he was like, yeah, I love Doctor Who and I want to write for it again. Then that little whatever quote got picked up and blown up into this article. And people on the internet freaked out left and right because that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. And Neil Gaiman was on Twitter like, 
Yeah, I said I'd like to do it, but I'm booked up with writing jobs for several years. There's just no way that's going to actually happen. Yeah, there's time type thing. So yeah. unless uh, unless somebody actually has a TARDIS, <laughs> Neil Gaiman will not be writing for Jodie Whittaker. All right, there you go. Clears that up. Thank you, Karen. You're quite welcome. Um, next up from Deadline. Sky and Viacom's C5 rip up schedules to accommodate Aretha Franklin documentaries, which was that's great. Um, they posted two document, uh, they aired two documentaries. Um, it was Aretha, literally the day she passed. Yeah, the, it was quick, it was fast. Mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin, uh, music icons, and Aretha Franklin video killed the radio star. So, um, I don't know what the length of the first one was, but the, the, the radio star one was for, it was a 30 minute long documentary and that's, they're paying tribute to the queen of soul. I mean, absolutely good no on less them. than she deserves. That was, that was a really sad one for me. Yeah. I, I grew up, my, my, that was always playing in my parents, my mom's house and my grandma, and my, my aunt, like that was, that music is like, a good portion of the soundtrack of my childhood so it was heart-wrenching um and then i read this next article and i got the feels all over again from tvline.com um aretha franklin tribute uh ariana grande performs natural woman on fallon which was beautiful which was great but then i proceeded to read all of the people in in like the entertainment field that she has had an effect on. And the woman just, it was amazing. It truly was. Or she, you know, she still is an amazing woman. She's just no longer with us. <laughs> um, she passed from pancreatic cancer at the age of 76. So. Yeah. The, the Colbert bit was particularly great because uh, he didn't go on and on about her, really. He just uh, he told a quick anecdote about seeing her perform at the Kennedy Center Honors and telling someone that he had wished that he'd gotten to see her in her prime. And then she went out on the stage and fucking blew everybody away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she, and she didn't lose a step. Like she still had Ariana- a voice. Did you watch the, I guess you did watch the Ariana Grande performance. Mm -hmm. I didn't in particularly. I'm sure it was fine. I'm kind of annoyed by that one because like uh, she's a baby and she needs to sit down. (laughs) Yeah, but she's a baby in the music industry and she was probably like influenced. Like, I'm sure she was and I'm sure she, you know, she was already, you know, she was on hand. They were able to get her and that's great. I just, I, one of my best things that I saw that day on Twitter was somebody saying, like, if they're going to do uh, a musical, you know, the the inevitable musical tribute to her legacy, mm-hmm. that they should just have it at Mariah Carey's house because she's the only living voice that's left that can stand up to the material. Uh, yeah, but she's crazy. Like she, oh, well, she is. She's yeah. certifiable. Nobody said to interview her. <laughs> yeah. No, just let her sing and then, you know, lock her back in her straitjacket. <laughs> and, you know, not for nothing. I like I was never a big fan of her singing voice. 
Mariah Carey's. I like that that dolphin screechy stuff that she did. That, 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 yeah, I, like, I, and I, I feel you on that. Like, but uh, that's more it. a composition thing than her actual singing ability. Yes. Okay. That's more like, hey, look what I can physically do, and everyone's just scratching their heads. Like, why would yeah, you want to? Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> why would you want to do that? <laughs> but why? That hurts my ears. I mean, congratulations, but <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, sure, more tributes will come. So. We'll keep an eye out for that stuff and see who who can pull it off. And probably nobody. It was Aretha fucking Franklin. You better think. Think about what you're trying to do to me. Think. It think. was it was it was very nice to get to see that uh, the Blues Brothers clip being circulated a lot that day. Oh, what a, my favorite performance by her, and she's wearing an apron and slippers. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Next up. This one coming from the <laughs> StarWars.com, aptly. Uh, Star Wars Resistance trailer has been revealed. Uh, Karen, you posted this. I'm curious as to how Chris reacted to it. Did you watch it, Chris? Yeah, actually, just like a few minutes ago. And? Uh, you know, it looks cool. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't, he- I didn't hear it. I was just looking at it because we were doing the podcast and I didn't want to play the music the, the sound <laughs> uh, over you so guys talking. So a few minutes ago. Gotcha. Yeah, no, literally a few minutes ago. I mean, I just wanted to see the anime. I don't care what it sounds like. I'm watching it. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel about the animation? Uh, yeah, that's all right. Okay. It's um, that kind of animation um, com- you know, combined with CG can be hit or miss. Yeah, it's and, that uh, cell shading yeah computer i think it looks all right i think it looks fine the characters are expressive i could probably use a little bit more in the detail but i'm sure they're trying to make it on the cheap because you know star wars cheaper they make it the more money they make that's very true and they're probably spending a decent chunk of change on the voice talent that is attached to it so and really that's what it all comes down to i mean you know i'm i'm currently watching the current season of voltron which that show's incredible but it's it definitely uh uses some see some very cheap uh, animation tricks um, from time to time. Really? Uh, much like the original Voltron. I think it's... um, I, I've, I've always been trying to figure out if that's all all just intentional as a throwback to Voltron or if it's an actual cost-cutting method that they're employing. They'll do a lot of things where they'll just, like, slowly pan the camera around a still image with, like, maybe a scarf animated. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so it's like, here's this thing. I remember them like, doing that in the old school Voltron, yay, too. Yay! And, like, it looks like it's... <laughs> there's action but there actually isn't any and they also always reuse the same animation for voltron being formed mm-hmm. because that's how they did in the old show so i don't know um yeah the, a couple of the faces uh they could have used a bit more detail but that's uh, what i had noticed and i thought that was because i i'm not familiar with the other styles of animation with the star wars shows the star wars cartoons um i felt that a couple of them were just like like blank like it was hard to yeah there just wasn't enough going on there and it, we're coming off of clone wars and uh, rebels which had that very distinct cg style to them um and before that the star wars cartoon uh, which are no longer canon again detartatovsky's uh what's it uh, uh clone wars stuff was you know very powerpuff girls dexter's lab samurai jack-esque um gotcha. but even that was had the right amount of detail for what it was pulling off. 
So I don't know. I mean, just minor quibble, minor quibbles aside with the actual animation. I think the show looks cool, and I mean, I'm sold. I th- I like where it's set. I like they got the, a lot of the voice talent from the movies, and it's, and it's I cool. did, that was another thing I was curious because, um, Oscar Isaac, Gwendolyn yeah. Christie, uh, were they actually Poe and Captain Phasma? Yeah, didn't yes. we do a whole news story about that a while back? I I don't yes. re- I don't remember their names. So it's very <laughs> He doesn't possible. listen to this show. I don't listen to this show. Come on now. <clears throat> I'm doing other things. How am I paying more attention than you are? <laughs> well, you're interested in Star Wars, Chris. Yeah, fair enough. All right. So there we go. All right. So And if you'd like to complain at Evan that he's not interested in Star Wars, his email address is. You, you could send that right over to Evan. <laughs> I'm not even going to give my work email address because I couldn't be more enthralled in the Star Wars universe than I am right now. <gasps> dun dun dun! All right, moving on to Hollywood Reporter. I I read this and I got in, in knee jerk reaction was to get upset, and then I stopped caring. <laughs> ESPN will not air national anthem during Monday Night Football. Okay, that immediately set me off, and then I went, "Fuck! I don't watch Monday Night Football. I don't give a shit." Um, I think it's horrible that that's where we're at now. Um, I, I mean, I get it. You bullshit, know? actually. Yeah, it's complete bullshit, but I can't blame ESPN. We're like, all right, you know what? We're just not showing it at all. We'll leave it up to you. You want to, you want to see him kneel or, you, I don't know. Not kneel? Find, find, find out online. They're, they're going to do what they're going to do, and let's just focus on the football. I don't think it's the right idea because it's you know essentially silencing their... Yeah, it's mm-hmm. censorship. It's, it's, it's censoring that, but I, I don't know. I, I have... I'm not sure if it's about the censoring that or just trying to uh, or uh, an ill-advised attempt at avoiding the controversy entirely. That's what it seems this like is e- to me. This is ESPN we're talking about, which uh, doesn't have the greatest track record of uh, intelligent uh, programming decisions. So, yeah, I don't know. And Karen, as the football fan of the show. I mean, I'm not like, oh, no, I don't get to see the national anthem. Like, who cares? But... I just think it's crap in terms of like, you know, trying to take away the platform that the players have to, you know, make their statement on how they feel about the issue. Mm. Well, but there's nothing we can do about it. No, yeah, not unless we take over ESPN. And if we do take over ESPN, let's make Monday Night Football start at least an hour earlier. Because holy shit, guys, I got to go to work. And let's put it on Tuesday because Tuesdays are clearer for me. <laughs> Um, okay, Chris, I need you to focus for a second because I need your help. Um, from Anime News Network, voice actor, here's your turn. Now say it, Chris. I'm working on it. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I've never attempted to pronounce his name. I think it's Unsho Ishizuka. Unsho oh. Ishizuka. Passes away at 67. Um, voice of Cowboy Bebop's Jet Black, Pokemon's Professor Oak, Old Joseph Joestar in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Wow. I didn't realize that Professor Oak and Jet were, uh, the same, uh, voice actor. But then again, I've never watched, I've never watched Bebop in Japanese, so. Jet is the big guy, right? Yeah, Jet yep. was the guy in the jumpsuit who owned the, the Bebop. Um, <laughs> I like the fact that, okay. Uh, he passed away. He was on Mr. Monday. Satan in Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> he 
passed away on Monday due to esophageal cancer. And he was 67 by modern age reckoning and 68 by traditional Japanese age reckoning. So, I I don't know what that means. Oh, well, there's a different calendar. So, he is technically one Japanese year older than the... Like, that's a thing. And I'm... I'm, it's interesting that they put it in there. Um, yeah, it, it go, the, the article goes into explaining his credits and, you know, the roles that he has played. And he, he did a lot of voice work. He did a lot of, uh, really, really well-known characters in uh, Japanese anime. And it is a, a darn shame that 67, that's not, that's not very old. No, no. And esophageal cancer, which, you know, that's, that's voice stuff that's your that's your throat and you know that's it's a shame it's a shame moving on tvline.com i really wanted this article to be the opposite of what it actually was (laughs) right (laughs) uh crazy x santino fontana reacts to skylar austin's replacing him as greg and it's that at like on my screen it's that and the picture and i wanted to scroll down and see another picture of them like fist fighting and they're right? like no we were fine we're buddies we're chatting yeah. about it I'm like oh. fans of each other yeah all right so it's the, the the news in this article is that there's no news like they're okay with it everybody's fine and they're it, they're just moving along uh, has the new season no premiered uh, the new season october premieres 12th. october 12th I'm curious. I want to. I want to see what? how they. What? I had already clicked that story close. I knew that date off the top of my head. <laughs> That's how much I can't wait. <laughs> Dork. Um, I'm really curious to see how they handle it because I want it to be like the first scene of the first episode of them back going, "Hey, wait a minute," but I don't think they'll do it that quickly. Um, Evan, yes? I'd just like to backtrack for a second to the moment where you called me a dork. You realize we're doing a yeah, podcast I know. for I know. a, a and I say it out of love and respect. <laughs> like Wait a minute, calling kettle black much? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I heard the next one from Nerdist.com. Um, the Watchmen show at HBO has gone has been picked up for a full series. Uh, okay, not a surprise. Um. What was a surprise was the people that they mentioned as being casted. Um, <laughs> scrolly, scrolly. Okay, here it goes. Series boasts an intriguing cast that includes uh, Regina King, Jeremy Irons, Don Johnson, and Louis Gossett Jr. in unannounced roles. That's just. Is there going to be a celestial blue Don Johnson in this uh, show? <laughs> I actually immediately pictured Louis Gossett Jr. As a celestial blue, so yeah, that's t- 2019. HBO is doing more. It's gonna be Watchmen. a weird year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a uh, uh, what? Did they, I can't remember the word that they use. A reinterpretation, or like we we did that article about uh, you know the the creator or the guy who's doing the writing for it, and. He's like, I'm not trying to do what it was because I can't. That's a thing. It exists. We're gonna we're gonna leave that as it is. This is my thing, and I have respect for that original thing. So I'm curious as to what the new thing is gonna be. 
Me too. Watchmen. Who watches them? I'm not really that interested. No? Mm. Watchmen was just not a thing for me. I mean, I get that it's a big, huge deal in comics, but I'm not so much of a comics person, so sorry. Don't Uh, at me. I am exactly this interested. (laughs) I did not like the comic at all. Oh. Um, When did did you read the comic? Way later? Yeah, way later. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm curious. Read the comic not long after I met you. Okay. Yeah, way later. Okay. Um, how did you feel about the movie? Um, it was a, it was an adaptation of the comic book. <laughs> it was what Zack Snyder does. <laughs> okay. Zack Snyder, Zack Snydering all over the place. Yeah. I mean, to, like if he has source, if he has source material to adapt 100%, then, uh, then he can make a pretty pretty looking movie where he doesn't have to worry about telling a story because somebody told it already. And uh, I don't know, there were bits of it that I thought were, you know, there wasn't a, okay, this is starting to get interesting. Here's 13 pages with 350 billion words on each one about a dude on a ship that is vaguely related to the story we're trying to tell. And by the time you're done reading this, because it might maybe be important by the time you're done reading the entire book, uh, you're going to completely forget what was going on before because it is so incredibly dense and pointless. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, EW.com brings us to the next article. Uh, Stranger Things season three has been, it's been determined that will, it will be influenced by a Chevy Chase comedy, Fletch, which is a weird pull. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. You know, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, and Fletch. I mean, I liked Fletch, I think. Do Who doesn't you? love Fletch? Oh, come on. It's great. It, yeah. But I don't remember it extraordinarily It's weird to associate well. with Stranger Things, for sure. Okay, but let's, let's, let's look at it this way. Is Fletch in the caliber of Back to the Future and Ghostbusters? Debatable. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> That's my point. Now, I, I get it. It's timeline. It makes sense. It fits. I, I just didn't... Why, why are the kids watching Fletch? That was an adult movie about a guy being hired to kill another guy, and he doesn't kill that guy if I remember correctly. Like, So, I don't know. And, like, the, I don't know. It, it just it feels weird to me. I don't know. Um, but it's more information of the same stuff. Darker season, you know, love interests children growing so on and so forth i i didn't outside of that it's going to be influenced not, not by a flesh. lot of new information not a, not a here lot of, although did it, it does say set to return summer 2019 i don't know if we knew that i, I don't know but yeah another thing in 2019 there you go looking forward to next year um <laughs> another one from ew.com uh i, I don't know all right, Veronica Mars revival starring Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell is in the works at Hulu. Which that is my yes, that is my initial response. Get the marshmallows ready. Um, but it, what do you mean, but no. Here's I felt. We're told that I missed aside from the known. Okay, we don't know. We know very little about it. Okay, it's. 
He's learned his advantage with the Elder Streaming. With original creator and serious star Kristen Bell on board, several. And like, I, I, is it going to be her? Because she's like, is it going to be her show? Is she going to have like some waning part that because she has another hit show going? Uh, I read another. No, well, yeah, it's mentioned in here, but I read another article about this that said it's like definite, like it's not going to conflict with the good place. Okay. She's going to be able to do both. Okay, good. Good, because I want more good place and I mm-hmm. want more Veronica Mars. That's goes without saying. Uh, I just don't want one to affect the other. So, um, yeah, there's not other people really attached to this yet other than the creator and the star which are key right and the others if they're invited will come back uh-huh um what's dicky yeah, doing particularly <laughs> particularly he's doing a youtube show um like i said <laughs> but uh what do you call it um jason doring is on iZombie, which is in its final season so he's free his card his, his, his card is freeing up so not only is is the actor free what? Um, who is he? Logan. Oh, on iZombie? He's the, like, soldier dude that runs Fillmore Graves. Didn't they just kill him off? Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> I, yeah, right? I need I, a previously on they, that. They killed him and then Major took over. Uh, right. That's right. Yeah. So, well, yeah, he's so he's even free. more free. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's free. This is what free. he's doing now. <laughs> we've, decreed, we've decreed it so. This is what he's doing and now. And not only is, is the actor f- super dead and super free... Um, but, um, what do you call it? I just, I had done a Veronica Mars rewatch recently and, uh, the other show that I was watching that I, that I rewatched that ended and I had like a couple hours left in my day (laughs) and then I remembered the Veronica Mars movie exists. Oh yeah. And there's a, there's a a through line there. Yeah. That the way they ended it. Veronica and Logan can totally still be together, and they set up in the the end of the movie perfectly for her to still be in Neptune doing detective stuff. Like perfectly, it it is it works so well. I want this real bad. <laughs> uh, very well put, Karen. I want this real bad. Here's hoping if we get any more information, because right now there is none other than that it's in the works. We yeah, it literally know. just happened, but we're going to hear more. Trust me, guys. <laughs> I got the inside scoop, Marshmallows. <laughs> Schmellas. All right, from here, SuperheroHype.com. Um, I am unfortunately behind on Supergirl, so I don't know who this guy is. Uh, I don't I think anyone does. Okay. Did yeah, I think it's a new character. So he's he was a, a new character casted, and then the, the the actor left, and then a new one came in. Yes, I believe that. Okay, so vice sorry. president. <laughs> I'm so happy that it, uh, it's going to be Bruce Boxleitner, though. Okay, why? Because he's Tron. That's true. Okay. I, so, I just I want that man to get work since they're clearly not making a Tron sequel. He's <laughs> also going to be uh, vice president to Linda Carter's president, which is just kind of awesome. I mean, that's awesome. That's wonderful. And make a new Tron movie. No. <laughs> and make a Neutron movie. All right, so Brent Spinner. Spiner. Spiner. Show some respect. That's Data. Okay. 
And he did the dude who got choked out in uh, Independence in, Day. In Independence Day. <laughs> but yes, more importantly, Oh, Data. that guy. Uh, he was supposed to play the vice president, but he's been recasted. I, I, uh, I've seen Brent Spiner do plenty of awesome stuff. Give me more Bruce Boxleitner. He's great. <laughs> there you go. Good, good job. Do I, I say pile on more of that divorce guy. lawyer, honey? No. <laughs> I just want them to make a new Tron movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, the article goes to explain what's going, what happened in season three, what's going on theoretically with season four. So I'm behind. So it, it, it really didn't affect me. I mean, it seems like she stopped world killers and now is dealing with who did she though i don't remember i feel like I they were she like did. season three saw did. supergirl stop oh, rain yeah, and the other right. world they, killers they did i thought there was like some sort of like remnant or something but then her mom came back yep and now she didn't really come back so much as she's just been somewhere else the whole time <laughs> there's like a whole uh pseudo krypton chilling out there yeah because that's a thing any Isn't it always though, guys? It's Superman. I mean, it's the Superman last universe. son of Krypton. Yeah, I except like there was that, a new Krypton this... and a newer Krypton, and then like you know he went back in time, and then there was a Krypton in a bottle, and then there was a Krypton in a can of soda, and doesn't Superman Krypton. do this all the time? Yeah, yes. they're always bringing back Krypton in some way or other, and you know what? Krypton's freaking stupid. Ah. <laughs> uh. Here's a hell of a segue. Speaking of stupid, EW.com brings us probably the best news of the week. Yay. Big Bang Theory is to end in 2019 with its final season. Not soon enough. A <laughs> um, little behind the curtain. We had some heated d- debates via the Facebook when this, this article came out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you Shall Not Pass Go podcast. Dave Marconi posted about... You know how he thought this was a good thing, and some somebody who wasn't prepared for an argument uh, decided to chime in on just like, oh bloody bloody blah blah blah. It's 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 TV. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. But I hate this other thing because it's it takes itself seriously. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> I hate Big Bang Theory with every fiber of my being. I'm so glad this show is going away, and I hope that stupid Young Sheldon show is right behind it. So there you go. There you go. That's the story. Good That's night. the story. <laughs> Uh, season 12 or is it season 13 season 856 season the 12th and final season next year people pay attention give it the send off it deserves don't watch don't it don't watch it you see what I did there I led you in for that one Chris that was a softball yeah we don't like that show we should do one episode so that we could just rip it a new one I don't think I could no, put up with that much pain. I don't want to watch the. I don't Come on, just think it. about it. We could hate watch it. No, I can hate. do that without watching it. Yes, <laughs> I can hate it just fine from here. <laughs> I don't know. All right, um, Deadline dot com, Bewitched reboot with interracial family from Kenya Barris and Yamara Taylor. Nice job. Set at ABC with. Big commitment via ABC Studios, Sony TV, and Davis Entertainment. Okay. Good old Davis Entertainment. Um, they're going to redo Bewitched. Take 
the essence of the show, change it a little bit, modernize it, and make it not bewitched anymore. So, uh, I don't know. I kind of love this premise. Um, that's fine. I'm okay I don't. With I'm okay with the premise. I don't know that it needed to be bewitched. That's then my again, point. <laughs> well, see, here's here's when Karen explained this to me. I that was my first thought, and then I thought about it. And if they did this premise without calling it bewitched, everyone would be like, "Oh, that's just basically a spin on bewitched," and they would be like a sour point against them. So they kind of have to call it bewitched because if they didn't, everyone would be like, "Oh, you're just ripping off bewitched." Okay, but I think it's a neat premise. All right. The premise that we're talking about that is is outlined in the article is of the uh, the Samantha character is going to be a single black mother who gets together with a lazy white guy uh, as the Darren character, and even though she's magic, she still doesn't have as much power in society <laughs> as a white dude, which I just think is freaking great. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not great, but it is an amusing concept i don't know if there's an entire tv shows like i think it's that sounds that sounds to me like a really good meme and i don't know if they if there's enough uh material there to do an entire show but i mean i could be wrong but then again i'm not exactly a fan of blackish so we will see we will see we i am cautiously optimistic see. the thing that is kind of weird to me is that they sold this to abc yeah I guess, it, I guess Kenya Barris sold this to ABC, but he's not going to be involved because he is not happy with ABC. He left there and he went to Netflix. Okay, but money is money. I understand that, but you know, if you had enough principles to like, you know, leave the leave the network you were with when you were kind of a big deal there, I don't know if I'd you know. There's plenty of places that would want a Kenya Barris show. I'm a little surprised that he sold it to ABC, but maybe it was part of a contract thing. Do you remember the Bewitched movie with Will Ferrell? I do not. Oh. Never saw it. Uh, it's a shame. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> Rick Springfield to guest star on The Goldbergs. I put this in here just for you. I appreciate that. I like The Goldbergs. Um, I haven't watched it in a while. Maybe I'm going to catch up. I, For some reason, I felt it was not on the air anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I watch it, I laugh. I, I, it reminds me of so many things from my childhood. Um, but apparently, Rick Springfield is going to make an appearance. Um, is it as Rick Springfield? No, but I think he's like a like Rick Springfieldian character. <laughs> Rick. Hold on, I gotta write that. Rick Springfeldian. How would you spell? <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like they could just make because he he has aged relatively well, and they could just make it so that it's him. They've done worse on that show. I don't uh, know. Like I don't. I'm not seeing it in here. Which is, Holy shit! <laughs> I read. Oh, here it is. He will play Erica's new boss, the owner of a karaoke bar named Garyokies. That's right. I, I love it. <laughs> That's the perfect thing for Rick Springfield to be doing. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, the Goldbergers returns for its sixth season, uh, September 26th. So keep an eye out for that. All right. What else we got going on here? Oh, Karen. 
A Hollywood mm-hmm. Reporter is reporting uh, a, a revamped Great British Bake Off is heading to Netflix. Yep. Is that a yep or a nope? That is a yep. Okay. Now, there was more information in this article that I just didn't understand. What happened with the original cast? There was a money grab. What? What? I don't... The, this whole thing has been a mess. The the business of this show. Um, the the original judge, judge personalities left the show over financial disputes, I think. Okay. Um, there are seasons that were made in the UK that haven't been aired in America. There are different titles, different numbers, different season numbers. It's very strange. The point is uh, that the first run rights um, are not at PBS anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, Netflix got all the rights and it knows what it's doing because this is a pretty popular show among people who like this type of show. Uh, so they're going to be showing the seasons that have not been aired in this country yet. And I believe making more, although it will not be with the original people. Gotcha. Now, I I don't know if you have the imagery in front of you. Uh, there's a cast picture. There's a... Mm-hmm, the people with the cupcakes. Yes, it, and that... I'm a, I don't know who they are. So is it Paul, Sandy, Noel, and Prue in that order? I... You, do you know who they are? Right, the, so, I don't actually watch this show. Please okay. don't at me. That's that's fine. That's fine. The person in the blue sweater with the strawberry on it mm-hmm. looks like the guy from the closet in the IT crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. I swear, like when I saw that, I went, is that? And then I looked down and I said, I don't know. It's right. Am I wrong? <laughs> I, I definitely see the. See All right. Just making sure. Just making sure it wasn't just me. All right, uh, digitalspy.com, Karen. <sighs> Peter Davidson's first Doctor Who series is confirmed as next classic Blu-ray release. Are we? And as the as the subhead says, this is some absolutely splendid news for fans. There. It really is. Um, Peter Davidson is my doctor, mm-hmm. so I am never going to be unhappy to see him getting more doctor who exposure this season in particular is pretty memorable for me um this was this is where i came into the show okay um so i'm i'm super happy to see it getting the blu-ray release treatment chris tweeted or not tweeted he sent me something that he found which i can't it's not in here and i don't know where it came from but they made a promotional youtube video Mm-hmm. for this to to promote this release and it's starring one of the companions by the name of tegan who uh her character was a flight attendant okay. and the video is done as like an airline safety <laughs> announcement and it's so wonderful um, i have to see if i can find it so we can put it in the show notes because yes. it is just totally worth the two minutes and this box looks beautiful. Yeah. It looks like so. His is season nineteen. Yes. Okay. And are so they releasing these in? I don't know. They're order? doing a weird thing with the classic. Who um, I I'm, and I'm not really following it because I'm not really um, what do you call it? A collector of the okay. the hard copy okay. kind of thing. But uh, this one, I this season in particular, I wouldn't mind owning. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like they're releasing them as collection, like the collection. 
Holy shit, so it's I, eight Blu-rays? Well, yeah. They, there's seven, uh, seven stories are each an hour and a half, and I would have guessed they each have um, Special bonus features material and footage on each and blah, disc. Blah, 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 and then, yeah. All 26 classic episodes are being remastered in true HD, while special features will include five new making-of documentaries, an extended version of Black Orchid Part 1, rare behind-the-scenes studio footage, updated special effects for Castrovalva. Castrovalva. Thank you. That, that's the one we talked about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And a newly shot one-hour interview with Peter David. Look, that's a, that's a solid, solid Blu-ray set. It really is. And the other thing about this is that this is uh, one of the first, um, I guess, TARDIS crews, that one of the earliest TARDIS crews that everyone is still around. Oh, okay. And, like, nobody has bad blood, nobody died, and it's just, like, everybody's still, you know, very happy to be a part of WHO, and so they are, I imagine they were all involved in the making of this. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, this comes out November, I think. Uh, the title will be released on November 19th. It will be available for pre-order from HMV and Amazon five days ago. <laughs> so just in case anybody's wondering, I do celebrate Christmas if you would like to send me a gift. There you go. Uh, you know, side note, I had watched a movie Jeez, was it the last night? Was that the last night or the night before? Called um, Bad Samaritan. I don't uh-huh, know. With David Tennant. With in it. David Tennant, and they did a really good job of making David Tennant very, very creepy. <laughs> I do not like him with an English accent, and I think that's straight up because of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've heard good things about that movie. Yes, it was it was well done. Except they should have just left him with an English accent. That's it. Yeah, the main character in the sh- the movie has an Irish accent. He's the kid from... Not Scottish? It's Well, Scottish, Irish. He had a brogue of some sort. Because um, Tennant is actually Scottish. Okay. Well, Tennant had an English accent, and then the kid from... Oh, what's that? I just made us watch the BBC show about the kids who get superpowers. The Misfits? Misfits. Yeah, the curly-haired kid. He's the, the main oh, okay. actor in it. So. God, the BBC is incestuous. Yeah, it is. All right, moving on. Deadline.com. Um, Sharon Horgan comedy. Yay. Uh, it's in the works at Amazon from John Hamburg, Ian Helfer, and Capital. Okay. Um, this is the, the She's the woman that brought us Catastrophe. Yes. And she is set to star in, or she's creating and starring in another mm-hmm. Amazon show. So... There you go. It's apparently about a woman who is socially awkward, creating, launches a self-help company, and recruits a handsome former male gymnast to be the face of it. Now, what's weird about this, that that is that, I'm assuming it's the guy at the top, because there's two images of, of Sharon and then an, a gentleman that I don't recognize, but then that little snippet that I just read is beside a picture of a guy who I would not call a handsome gymnast. <laughs> no, I don't think that's him. Okay. So, I assume it is, I assume Billy Magnuson is the attractive looking guy that appears next to her. Oh, right. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to go with too. Um, I like her. I find her funny. I, think she's very I can't, I, I will watch anything she does. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I found 
every time I started watching Catastrophe, it went like all of a sudden I'd watched six episodes. I'm like, what? Where the fuck did that time go? Uh-huh. So I like her a lot. I find her very funny, and she's a really good actress. So I will check this out when it comes available. Does it say when? Let's scroll. Um, no, there's a lot of no, information in here about deal, so. their other projects, but. They made the deal, so then they have to make the show, yeah. and then we get to see the show. That's how that's yeah, how it works it w- in the entertainment biz. For those of you out there <laughs> who are not on the inside like we are, <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is wow. the inside. All right, <laughs> finally, TVLine.com. Um, first Game of Thrones season eight footage glimpsed in HBO promo. I didn't watch the promo. Yeah, I'm sorry that I dropped this into the feed. Uh, I couldn't actually watch the video at work when I saw the link, <laughs> I, but I was like, new Game of Thrones footage is like, got to be a big deal, right? We got to talk about this on the show. It's like two seconds. It's John hugging Sansa, and it's stuffed in the middle of like a promo for like everything HBO is doing in the next year, which all looks great because it's HBO and who freaking who, but yeah. um, it's not... It's not as, as yeah. exciting as they're trying to make it sound like it is. I, as I, I normally, if there's a video attached to an article, I usually read the article first and then go back and, and watch the video. And it says, John and Sansa have a wintry but warm reunion in, this, in the footage from Game of Thrones Season 8. And then it, shows, then it goes, it's a callback, and then it says, mark, it gives the, the time mark of 110 in the new HBO sizzle reel. And I'm like, oh, that's a sizzle reel. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> so I'm just going to wait. We'll get more information. It's coming. Just... Oh, and Chris just threw the uh, the the promo video for the Doctor Who Blu-ray in our feed so we can throw that Beautiful. in the links as well. Perfect. All right. There you go. That's it. Everything that's fit to talk about that has been printed. Oof, that was two weeks worth of news, guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. We've done our part. Now do yours, please. Chris? You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow the show specifically at Trumpcast. You can find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, except for why I'm doing this silly voice, please be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for new things that we post on the internet. Back to you, Evan. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. Karen. Yes. Your turn. What's the homework? Um, we started a new show, and I want to talk about it. Okay. Uh, so we are going to watch, in a, a, a departure for my typical type of pick, I'm going to pick season one, episode one, of Disenchantment, entitled A Princess, an Elf, and a Demon Walk into a Bar. <laughs> disenchantment, season one, episode one. Okay. Is uh, disenchantment or disenchanted? Oh, you know what? It's disenchanted. Okay. Just, sh- no. I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking at. What I'm looking at says disenchantment. It might be. You might be right. I'm just, I think I am right. I think you are. Why did you make me doubt you? Damn you! 
my iPad didn't want to get me on IMDb, so I had to Google it. Well, there you go. There's your homework, people. Join us next week when we talk about that. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Stupid fingers. (laughs) Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.